everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Yeah, yeah. Friday night. On point radio. Really? He went right in, huh? Make it proper. 
it makes it even more nuttier. But we'll talk about that because that's just my opinion. Some Somebody else out there may have another opinion. Now, there are some times where you do sound ignorant. Like if the word is shrimps, don't say scrimps. You know what I'm saying? Then, then yeah, that's when we have a problem because now you just sound like the girl. Yeah, you already know. But, DJ Chill, let me ask you a question. Proper English, proper grammar, does it really matter? Uh, oh, shoot. I mean, I guess it depends what area you're located. If you're living in the damn trees, <laughs> you're living like you're an ape, you're living, you know, where you might have to just make different sounds instead of actually having a great conversation because things might be limited and things might be moving a little bit too fast. Whereas so you have to make a noise like, uh-uh. or you might got, <laughs> you might be using that. And maybe sometimes when you have a conversation with somebody like, hey, everything got to be quick. You don't know. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's a situation where it depends where you're at. Now, it's great to have proper education, but if you don't learn that education, how would you talk or would you be allowed to talk or you just can't talk? Well, it's, 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 it's a, it's a toss-a-turvy. All right, so cause I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm not even sure if you answered my question, but um, <laughs> <laughs> hey! I'm going to go ahead and be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know if you answered my question with all of you said if you live in the trees. Like, I got lost right there. But I'm saying, all right, does it matter if someone walks up to you and say, um, um, give me that? Do, no, no. Do your mother like milk? Huh? You mean just having a great conversation? Say, do your mother like milk, or you just saying? Yeah. <laughs> or, or I think the one they used on when I was researching this and looking it up, I think they said, um, "Let's eat, Grandpa." That's let's, the one they let's used. Let's eat, Grandpa. Did you say let's yeah. eat? Wait a minute. Yeah. Did you say let's eat, like eat, Grandpa? Let's see. This is where the conversation comes in at because. Is it let's eat grandpa or is it let's eat grandpa? You know what I'm saying? Right, so right, 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 right. Oh, they have no. a they have a period after let's eat. Period. And then grandpa period or exclamation point. Depending on how excited you are, you know, about telling grandpa let's eat. You know what I'm saying? So but does that really matter to you? Like if your child came and said, you know, Let's eat that. Oh, I mean, I mean, you know, if it's time to eat, you know, I'm not that deep. But when you're outside and we're walking around the neighborhood, I want you to say, yo, ho, ho, man, what's up with that? Yeah, hey, ooh, yo, we, you know, you got to have a conversation piece. You can't be walking around like you're destroyed, like you you belong in the damn cage. But you be all in, as you... Isn't it all in, the, in how you say it, though? Like... Well, no, because I said it depends in the area that you're at. 
Because some areas you're allowed to spoke, speak with spoken English and get away with it. Some areas you just don't belong. <laughs> so, so you're talking about turning on, turning it off type thing. So let's be frank. If you're around white people, then you, you want them to say, let's eat that. And if you're but around the reason black why you people, do that, the reason why you do say, that, let's the reason, eat that. The reason why you do that, because when you're around white people, we already been programmed and labeled as a um, monkey or whatever, and we don't have any type of conversation. We just don't have no education. We just problems. And defeat that so that they can understand that, no, don't judge this book by color because of the skin. Listen to the conversation that's coming out of my mouth before you label me as one of those pre-programmed individuals that you'd like to know. And, 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 and when you do that, that that makes you turn the page. That makes them look at you in a totally different way. Now, it shouldn't that, have to that be like that. It shouldn't, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't have to be like that, but that's how we came out of. We, we came out of this, and we still stuck with this issue, and we just, you know, got problems. But is, not. That, is that how you turn the page, or is that proving yourself? It's proving yourself at the same time, you know, because it's the issue, like I said, like we just can't get out of where we at. We we just cannot do it because not everybody wants to show and prove. Not everybody wants to study to show themselves and prove. Not everybody wants to be improved. <laughs> everybody wants to sometimes be able to relate with other individuals that they love to be with. So if they sit up there and they walk around that person that they love to be with or the individual they love to be with, and they sound too Highly educated, they just can't fit in. No matter how much you try, they just can't fit in. So it's one of them things where you, it's one of them things where you feel like you gotta fit in. If you are amongst the elite, then you have to speak, walk, and talk like you well, you know, speak and walk. And that's, walk and and that's exactly like how this world. That's how this world is made. Because think about it. If you had a job and you was working in the prestige area, you was working in the business-oriented area, you're not going to go in there and say, hey, who done it? You know what? I need my – can somebody give me my spoon, please? You know what? I, you know, uh, 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 uh. No, you're not even going to be able to walk through the door. Now, if you walk in there like, hey, so um, how you doing? And I was just wondering – um, the hypothesis of this situation that just come to me, it's, it's a conclusion, but I just wanted to take a little bit of time to get to know you because what I'm thinking right now, you would love to hear. And they look at you like, I, 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 uh, uh. so you're saying put on for them. Ain't that the same as kind of like shucking and jiving though? It's the same thing, but that's what we do every day. Everybody doing a shucking and diving because when you get to one individual that know how to speak broken English, guess what? You formatted yourself. You actually transformed and you start talking just exactly how they are. And then when you get somebody who's talking like they highly intelligent, you just transformed and you're talking just like they are. And when you're going to a daggone meeting for an interview for a new job that you really want, Guess what? You're going to talk exactly and just like they are. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. 
Let me ask you a couple questions. And and any listeners on the line or any chatters on the line, dial that number if you online. Dial the number, 724-444-7444. Put in that call ID, 143-361-POUND. Hit one pound to listen. Hit star eight to chime in with this to be here. Um, English, grammar, English, uh, vocabulary, or, or, or proper English, does it matter? You know what I mean? Um, so until we get some people to call in and discuss this, this topic we're having, let me ask you a question. Uh-oh. Where does the word Spanish derive from? Isn't that over there, overseas, in England? Where is it? Where is we at? Spanish. Is it English? No. Wait a minute. I forgot. Um, that lady T on the line. I believe she's in the building. Hit star eight. She hit star eight. Get it right. Um. So so. Hey. Uh, what's up, y'all? Now what's it gonna be? Keep the radio on. Peace and power. Peace and power. number one. What's good? What's good? <laughs> Welcome Hi. to the building. Yes, yes. This conversation is gonna be dope. Yeah, yeah, this gonna be this gonna be something you know that no, I, I want people that to really. I forgot. Uh, excuse me, I'm talking. Thank you, right. sir. Right. Um, it, um, this is gonna be something that I want people to really give thought to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because often we're labeled by you know the things we say and we're judged by mm-hmm. the way we speak. You know what I mean? So I asked DJ too. I said, where does the language Spanish, I mean, where where, where does the language Spanish derive? You said Spanish? And he was just Spanish, and he was okay. in the process of telling me. Well, we have a word, Chill. DJ Chill. <laughs> yeah, I told him I forgot. A, I oh. said I forgot. What part? You know what? Okay, okay. Well, I heard you, you kind of allude to it, but if you forgot what you forgot. So, ladies and gentlemen, you know, where, where, where was Spanish derived from? I want to say Spanish is a Latin um, dialect that um, I would try to assume that it was Spanish. However, like knowing the history of our English, that is probably like something strange, like you know, from the West or something like that, uh, some different area other than Spain. But I would say that it's a Latin um, dialect that derives from Spain is what I'm assuming because I don't really know. I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> well, you're absolutely correct. See, sometimes okay. we put too much thought into some things, like we'd be thinking it'd be bigger and longer, and it really don't. You're absolutely okay. right, though. A lot of the words that we speak come from Latin, Greek, and all other type of words. Like, no mm-hmm. word is actually an official the word yep. from a language. Yep. You know what I mean? And right. that's why I, 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 I personally, I, I, I came up, before I had um, On Point Apparel, the name mm-hmm. of my clothing line started out before I, I, I legalized On Point. It was called Ghetto English. Okay. And I had these black T-shirts, and it had Ghetto at the top, G-H-E, uh, it didn't even have it. Yeah, G H E D D O. 
And then at Get the bottom it had Anglish, A-N-G-U-L-I-S-H, right? And when people, and they had a bunch of slang words like, you know what I mean, and all these other slang words in, the, in between mm. it, in the middle of it. Those shirts sold like hotcakes all in the Germantown, Mount Airy section. We sold them uh, right in the park over across on, uh, what is that, Price Street, Germantown mm-hmm. and Price. You know, we sold them crazy. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. people was asking, well, what does that even, what does that mean? I said, there's a, a angle to the language. You know what I mean? Right. There's an angle to the language. See, where you think you're speaking proper English, the reality is you're not speaking proper English because the people in England, where English derives from, doesn't speak the way we speak. No, they speak what they speak German. Like our our original our English. Now, language, vocabulary, and linguistics. Like if you. English is so intricate, you know what I mean? And to study the actual human vernacular, to do calligraphy is really where our words really derive from. If we knew calligraphy, if we knew every stroke of every word, every letter, then we would be fully aware of what the origination was because English really honestly derived after like the 10th century, if I'm not mistaken, I learned this in Western civilization. And honestly, it, it came about after Old English and it came about through an Anglo-Saxon um, right. which is white people. Right, okay. So this English that was brought about that we speak every day um, is something that really was created for class, and it really was created after slavery was supposed to be ending, so they created English to dis- di- dictate class. It was re- right. Old English was replaced. All black people, before we knew how to read, we spoke very proper. If you read any of old Langston Hughes or any of the old writers that could only write from their um, experience, they wrote very eloquently. They spoke very eloquently because it was just um, it was just a natural, um, you know, vernacular that came out. But when English came, um, English really is not a language at all, honestly. I, I mean, it's it's kind of like made up like anything else is made up. That's how I feel. Uh-huh. Once I learned that it was made up to create class, I was like, I need to make my own language then. Because I'm you. like, I'm just saying, like, good grief. I'm like <laughs> speaking this language and I'm actually talking. I'm trying to talk like you guys. And it's so weird because I remember having a conversation about reading that book, um, Wilfred Funk. Um, and it was the power of words. And in this book, it states that your social and business life and your success is in the shadow of your English. So if you don't speak a certain way, then you are put in what it was created when English was created, now class, because these African-Americans are smart. And now I need to bring up these words that me, that are so intricate that, you know, a motherfucker would be like, never mind. <laughs> you know, never mind. Ghetto. English, you know what I mean? Uh, so, yes. Yes. <laughs> but um, de- definitely like the the language. And once I, I understood it and started to research, like um, because I love to write. I love that was my uh, writing was my first language. I love poetry and all of that. I was doing that, and that's what made me want to enhance my vocabulary. But I also felt. I felt my my position change in my life because I felt like if I could speak the way that these people spoke, then they would hear me better. And it made me feel um, really indifferent. I was I felt indifferent. Like I didn't know how to feel. I'm like, okay, I want to get this education, but I also don't want to be conforming to this English. Like, you know, but um, we're here. 
and I, I'm going to learn it so they can understand me and I can get my point across on their, you know, vernacular. But um, the English, the English was definitely made up by by Germans to it, create class and separation and boundaries because um, slavery started to end and just different and before the Industrial Revolution, like just different things started to happen that kind of gave us a little bit too much power. <clears throat> And so they just started to dictate, you know, power by linguistics and vocabulary. It's from what my understanding is, but yeah. Now, I have to, I have to research that because you brought up something very interesting. You said the Germans created English. Um, now, to my knowledge and understanding, um, England is where the original language of English derives from. Um, because if you go to Germany, they speak a fluid German language. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's not English. You know what I'm saying? Um, but in England, where, you know, they spell color, color, which is C-O-L-O-U-R, mm-hmm. and then we get over here and spell it C-O-L-O-R, what makes ours, or not ours, because I don't claim, and you said something else mm-hmm. interesting. You said the English language doesn't exist, which is what I would always tell my classes and mm-hmm. teachers. And principles and stuff would get up in arms, but I would break it down to them the same way. Like, first of all, how can you have English, an English language that's made up of Latin, Greek, and other words? What makes it English then? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Secondly, um, how is it English if we spell human, H-U-M-A-N, and they spell it human, H-U-E-M-A-N? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like human. How, how, okay, human. Okay. And that because see that's that's the whole point. The word human without the e is absence of color. See, I, mm. I learned because just like yourself, um, in high school I won poetry contest because poetry was a way. I was always a rapper, so poetry mm-hmm. was a way for me to express myself in forms that I didn't want to say in a rap. You know, I right. might want to cuss you out and didn't want to do it in a rap, but say it in a way to make you think about what I was saying. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I won awards for, you know, that. And I remember going downtown and performing in high school, performing in adult uh, bars mm-hmm. upstairs, in the upstairs uh, parts of the bars for adults. We would all, uh, you know, the whole poetry class would go down and do that. And um, one of the things that always moved me was, you know, the, the, I tell my classrooms terminology. I give them two words to always remember throughout their life. That's consistency and terminology. You know, the mm-hmm. study of words and being consistent in whatever you do, right? And the study of words says and shows that there is a very inconsistent, um, uh, uh, how, do, how do I want to put it? There's a very inconsistent stream mm-hmm. of wording. For instance, yeah. Children, they say English is the law, the hardest language to learn for a reason. It's stupid. There's no way I should be spelling there, there, and there, or two, two, and two. It mm-hmm. makes no sense. There's no, it makes no sense that I'm spelling Philadelphia with a PH, but I'm spelling foul with a F. Make right. up your mind. Why do right. C and K have the same sound? Because class, class, <laughs> it's, and, it's, that's, and, and it's silly. And you know what? Here's the thing. You, you said another thing that was very interesting. The English language was only made to be even harder. First of all, they only changed it so they can get out of the shadow of England. 
so it was it was really something in, in my opinion as defiant. You know, because mm-hmm. they spell it C O L O U R, we're gonna spell it C O L O R so we can be different mm-hmm. and have our own identity. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You stole it like you stole the land, you stole it like you stole the people, you stole it like you stole the ideas and the inventions. You you're are just a thief. A thief. <laughs> you're just a thief. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just Word. a thief and, and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna steal my can of a pork and beans and oh, um, I'm sorry, vegetarian beans and slap your pork and bean sticker on top of it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know what I mean? So in, in reality, the English language does not exist no more than this country exists. Right. This country had a name before they renamed it, before they Say stole that. it and renamed it. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So when we talk about this language, we, let's talk about it. Why it. is there so many words that sound the same but mean something different, spell the yeah. same but have different meanings? Like it doesn't make sense, and then they want to they want to mark your paper up with all these red circles and X's and slashes because you don't get it right. You know what I mean? Like this, yeah. this English language and and base and back to what DJ Chill was saying. You know, I I do agree though. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it in the sense of what he how he expressed it, which was you know proving anything to him. But I would say it in the sense of you turn it on and turn it off because you have to always know your audience. Right. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, if I'm in a group, and it don't have to be white people. You know, if I'm in a group of black folk that call themselves, you know, um, educated, uh, English majors or whatever the case may be, then I'll use some wording and, you know, I'll use the proper sentences not to prove nothing to them, but just to say, Nigga, I ain't dumb. Right. I ain't dumb. And then I say some idiotic stuff to him, too, so they realize he's very intelligent. He must have meant to say that. Right. You see what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. and, and I was always taught by my mother as well. You have to learn how to turn it on and turn it off. And another reason why this English language is the way it is is because when we couldn't vote, they would actually pull out books and have us read. Right, you had to read in order to vote, and we couldn't read. Exactly. So that was a way that it kept us from being able to vote because we couldn't read. Exactly. Because initially, you know, vocabulary is also an English word. So, and vocabulary is what is used in particular language. So language is what we speak, our dialect, what we say to one another, and what up, yo, that's our language. Vocabulary puts us in class. That's what dictates how we communicate to one another, our dialogue, and levels, because vocabulary right. is an English word that, was, that came with the English dialect, that came with an additional type of slavery, that came with, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, and, the, the way and, you and, speak is good. And, and here's the funny thing, because, mm-hmm. like, we were speaking about Spain and Spanish, you know. Yeah. A, a Spanish person will tell a Puerto Rican, quick, you're speaking broken Spanish. Mm-hmm. So what the hell makes us think we're not speaking broken English? How come my ghetto slang or my ghetto terminology is broken, but your proper English is, isn't broken? If it's not spoken, the mm-hmm. way that it's spoken in Europe, then it's broken because that's the original. That's the authenticity, authenticity right there. 
So you can't come around and change it and say, well, this is our way, so this is the correct way. No, this is the way you chose to go about it. Exactly. And the thing about it is you can because vocabulary was made just like a cake can be made and and you can use different ingredients. So like you said, who are you to say this is right or wrong? And to go back to what you were stating as far as it being um, a language that was English-derived, now, English and, like, um, Dutch, German, they're all considered the West Germanic um, language. So they all still fall underneath the category. So when I said German, like, I meant, like, it's, it's considered Germanic. Un- Germanic, okay. But right. um, like you were saying, as far as who can say if this is broken, this is proper, again, it's language, English, was creating class. Because how can you break? How can you? It's a word. Like, it, it is or it's not. And the way that I choose to use it is my choice. It's about your perception or your understanding and what you want to get from me to understand what I'm saying to you. I'm an individual. I'm a person. So I'm really not constricted to use whatever terms you use. You are supposed to open up your mind to understand what I'm saying. Just like you have to open up your mind to understand somebody who has broken English as far as, like, having a um, Spanish dialect and coming and trying to speak English. Like, what do you say? And they still use, like, you know, little words like, mami, mira. They don't even say, look. Every Spanish person is going to say, mira. Even if they speak English, right. <laughs> look me is mira. Right. <laughs> right. So it's like we don't say to them, that's broken or that's not right. You just spoke English for five minutes. I'm going to need you not to say mira. No, it's exceptions. And we continue to create class with making no exceptions when saying that we can only have exceptions to rules to this because a pillar or someone of of office, you know, lifestyle said that this was the way. I am always, and even in going to school for psychology, have always said that I was an armchair philosopher. I never even wanted to be a philosopher that was recognized and known for their theories and this, that, and the third because they were the ones who was testing people doing these scientific studies to once again create a class. But the armchair philosophers were coming through and speaking on life and saying that there is no class, and we create class with these English, um, uh, what do you call them, births of things that we do. Like we wake up, we do this, we, we work for the man. We go to school to go to work for someone else. No, I'm going to school to have my own business to work for myself. And the reason why we're going back to school is because we are here and we do have to learn their English to understand what they're saying. That's why I had to go back to school because I understand what I'm saying and I can break it down to you to where at the end of my period you're going to be like, okay, I got, I get it. And I don't even have to use big, eloquent words. I, I, and I can't stand that when I'm up against someone who is coming for me when it comes to position, titles, class. And they're coming for me because I'm not speaking in the power words. They're called power words. And I'm just saying, like, you know, she was discriminating against me or, you know, she gave me structural discrimination or or, or on a basic level. You can't hear me, and I'm not saying it right because I'm not using the power words that was made to create a separation between you and I. And I don't, I don't you know, I'm not one to tolerate stuff like that. Hold all. on, hold on. I'm I, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Whoever that is. Mute your phone or we'll mute you. Please. Thank you. Proceed. I apologize. But, um, yeah, you know, I really had to, 
I got mad enough to have to educate myself more in the in the English, you know, to understand their English and to also understand my my individuality, as I'll say, because I, like I said, will always end up losing myself in this 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 English way, you know, because I'm not of it. I'm not of this U.S. I'm not of the English because I'm un- uncomfortable. So when I started to realize and unfold and unveil who I was as an individual, as a woman, as Tiana, and, you know, I'll drop that name because I got a Social Security card that comes with it, so I'll drop that name and just say a sovereign citizen. And, you know, when I learned who that was, I was like, all right, they people, we just going to have to rock out. And I can still keep, you know, my position, understanding the way of the world because I still have to live here because at one point I did become a radical, and I was like, let me calm down. You still <laughs> are. You still are. I, still, I still am. I'm a conscious radical, though, you know, because I know when I step out these doors. I'm sorry to sidebar. Our show on Wednesday night was talking about, you know, I have to say this to to you guys because you're my family, and I just have to let you know what I had experienced after our show on Wednesday, that this these people was trying to get me. We had this conversation about uplifting our men and, you know, protecting them. And I'm sorry to sidebar, but I had to say this to you. I've been waiting. That night after I got off the phone and was saying how I rub a man down and love on them and just give them encouragement, do you not know, brothers, that I had two very, very strong men getting ready to I'll use my ghetto anglish. Stroll me. Take me out. Like, fight me like I was 6'9 with muscles. And it bothered me so bad because I had just got off the phone with you guys and was talking about, you know, how every, how everything shouldn't perpetuate a response to something specific, that because this man did this, that, or the third, when a man speaks to me and says hello, I shouldn't be like, <laughs> Yeah, hello, these nuts. You know what I mean? But that situation really angered me and put me in this space where I was like, this is why, brothers. Like, I had no issue with these men. I was coming out of an establishment, and he wanted to use his muscles to brody me. And because I did not get in the kitchen barefoot and and say yes to her, (laughs) I mean, serious. Like, he felt some type of way because I let him know that he was not going to talk to me any kind of way. And he put his hands around my neck and shoved me back at um, replay. And I'll say at replay, the security guard at replay and the other one who was at Johnny Blues. And this other man came down because I fought for myself. And, unfortunately, he was so big that I pushed him and flew back. And I didn't care. I still kept coming because when he put his hands around my neck, I'm like, yo, I never experienced this. And I always was in a situation where I said I would never want to experience that from a man to put their hands on me because if my dad's not around or my brother's not around, like, I don't know what type of fight I'm going to have with them. And that thing, I mean, it broke me down, y'all. It broke me down, and he wanted to fight me. And so I, I said, I called it what it is because I got family members and I'm, I am I know. And I said, you know what? I, can't, I said it straight up. I said, Yo, you're a faggot. I said, any man that would try to step to me, I said, I didn't do nothing to you. I said, you put your hands on me for no reason. He was like, he was telling me I couldn't take my drink outside, and that was okay. I never stepped foot outside. So as I'm proceeding so like to the door, this was a bouncer. He was a bouncer. Okay. So before, I never went outside. I heard his words, but because I was still going towards the door, he didn't know what I was doing. I had lost my keys. So I'm not even in the mode that he's in. So he took, because I was walking towards the door, like I said, I never stepped outside. That's when he yoked me back, like pushed me. 
And in that moment, I don't care if you're a bouncer or an ouncer or a swouncer. Like, don't put your hands on me. You know what I mean? So now I'm in defense mode. I put my drink down, and I'm ready to fight. But he was like Incredible Hulk. Like, I had no power against him. So when I went outside, because he pushed me outside because I'm ready to fight him. So I'm thinking he, he assumed because he pushed me the first time I was going to be like, Meow, and just walk out comfortably like, okay, let me just get out of his way. No, I want to fight now. So I walk outside, and the brother from down the street from Replay, which is Johnny Blues, he comes up. He's like, yo, what's going on? You know, if he kicking you out, then it's the reason why he kicking you out. I said, first of all, he wasn't kicking me out. I was getting ready to leave out. So for you to come up and say that it's okay for this man to put his hands on me, you a faggot too. And I said, y'all both, you know, going in. Because at this point, I'm irate. So he, because I call him a faggot, walks up to me like he's going to fight me. My guy friend, thankfully, in that moment comes outside and is like, yo, yo, what's going on? Apologize to the brothers. Before he seen what was going on with me, as I'm irate, because I'm not like this. I don't go out and I don't have altercations like this. So anybody who knows me, if I'm in this level, you come out and you take care of me. You say if I'm okay. You don't come out and apologize to these brothers who just put their hands on me and is getting ready to take me out. Now I'm on 100. <laughs> I mean, that wow. day in Philadelphia after that phone conversation went crazy. I walked down the street after my friend gave me my keys, and he was mad because when I addressed him, I said, you know what, I don't even want to have a conversation with you because as you came out, and you're supposed to be my protector, and I'm already outnumbered. You came and you apologized to men who put their hands on me and is ready to fight me. He, he came in my face and said, I will smack the S out of you. I don't care who you, you know, and I'm like, do it. Like, what, like at, at this point, it is what it is. And, and I'm the type of person where I'm just not built to say, you know, I'm just going to walk away. And I, I wasn't at that point because I was mad. And because he wanted to put his hands on me, like I said, you were, you were a different kind, and I want to rock with you. It's just unfortunate that my muscles aren't big enough. But I digress. But I had to tell you all that is what I experienced after that conversation. So, no, I'm not taking the trash out and rubbing your feet no more. You better believe I'm not. You, you better believe I'm not doing it henceforth. <laughs> so, man, I was like, y'all just got to pull my brothers. Like, if you heard this conversation, brother, I will rub your feet. But you but you don't want me to rub your feet. I understand. You mad because you want my mans in there. And all right, I get it. But wait, what happened to that's not all our feet? You know what I mean? That was just I know, the but you know what? You but, I'm, this through, is, you know? but let me tell you that, that you say why. That right there will make a woman be like, yo, I mean, they." and I walked by 12 other dudes. While these men were coming at my face, they were so mad that I wasn't a woman that was barefoot and in the kitchen that I was standing up to them no matter how big they were. All of them. I walked down the street, and 12 of them was like, she crazy. They said it. I was walking to my car. I walked right by them in the middle of them. Like, I don't, because I'm not going to be fearful because you said you were going to smack me or anything like that. I'm going to be conscious, and I'm going to put my protector around me. I'm going to shield myself, but I'm not going to be scared to walk anywhere because you, you jump in bed. Because after I get up off that floor, I'm going to make a dial. But my phone was dead. I was even mad because my phone was dead. I said, you know what? Jesus, Lord. Yeah. So I had to take get that out. <laughs> take I the had will. to tell y'all. Yeah, Jesus, take the will. I mean, that night was very uncomfortable, and it was like crazy that we had that conversation. I was like, you know what? I got to tell my brothers that, you know what? This situation will make a, a, a woman angry and may and really make a woman not know where these men stand at because of what batteries are in their back and what fathers they didn't have. And it's like, you know, if I want to speak up and tell you that you're not going to put your hands on me and talk to me any kind of way, then let that be and be a man enough because any man of my men, if I call them a faggot, 
or if they heard a woman call them a faggot, they will let them that woman know, listen, I will take you in the bathroom. I will let you know that it's all man here. And I'm not going to argue with you because I understand they are not going to walk up to a woman and want to fight a woman for saying that. So what I said to that young brother is any man who was upset at a woman for calling them a faggot is a faggot, faggot, like that. So he got real mad because <laughs> I know my brothers. If they got called a faggot, they'd be like, yo, shorty, you tripping. Like, I love the ladies. He was like, yo, ask about me. You don't know my name. He said some name. I was like, oh, it sounds like a faggot name. Like, I was antagonizing him. I know I was, but you ready to fight me. So at this point, you're a woman. Like, I'm going to talk to you like I would any other shorty because I can't see a man in you if you're ready to jump in my face the way that you're jumping in my face right now for no reason. He gave him a deck. He gave him a handshake like, boop, yeah, high five, F her, smack her in the face like, let's jump her. Big dudes, like I'm little, and they was big. Out replay, don't don't patronize the establishment because there's some funny niggas walking around here. Because that right there was was totally left. Well, let me let me say this. Yes. There are first of all, people welcome to All Point Radio. I see some people just came online, um, and some people just uh, called in. Um, Sorry, again, Dallas. I went on a rant. Two four. Four 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 seven four four four. Dial that call ID one four three three six one pound. Hit one pound if you want to uh, listen in. Hit star eight if you want to join this debate. We're talking about um, the English language and proper English, proper grammar. Does it matter um, or is it hype? Uh, but we just went on a, a, a little sidebar with uh, Soul Sister Number One, Lady T, who experienced the. Uh, had a bad experience with some brothers, you know, bouncers at a club. And um, one of the reasons why I'm not a big club person now because, you know, um, I had my days in the club, you know, and, and my experiences. And first of all, bouncers, you know, they, they sell themselves. All these gym rat niggas do. I'm going to go ahead and say it just like that, these gym mm-hmm. rat niggas. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot. first of all, let's just go ahead and put it on the table. And I've said this on air before, and I'll say it again, and if you know me, I'd have said it in your face. A lot of these niggas that's out here hitting the gym every day, first of all, a lot of them gay. That's number one. And secondly, y'all niggas, y'all wasn't doing this until 50 and LL start making videos with their shirts to fuck off. Why none of y'all niggas hitting no gyms like that? So all that gym shit, it ain't, again, it ain't nothing but a a commodity. You are a commodity. Mm -hmm. They're capitalizing off of your nutheads. You go to the gym, try to say you try to stay fit and stay healthy. Say the society done branded your dumb ass so much and, and confused you that you think, nigga, eat healthy and you'll be healthy. Do right. push-ups. You can be healthy. I, I grew up in a place where we had weight benches in the basement. I mm-hmm. still had my weights up I was there. Gonna say, I, I don't have to do. go pay a gym to do that. So stop that shit. But these bouncers, they be feeling themselves. You know what I mean? I done had a lot of altercations with bouncers, and I don't care who they are. Like, I feel like you feel. So that's not a, a, a don't no longer rub my feet no more. That's a, <laughs> them niggas is them niggas. And I said it just like that. You heard me? Them niggas Big is it. them niggas. Big you it. know what I mean? I didn't say it properly. I said it the way I say it. As long right. as it translates and it's overstood, then, then you, you got it. it. You know right. what I mean? You got it. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, 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 I apologize for Philly, that you had to experience that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's just how these niggas is out here who, you know, big and filling themselves and think that, you know. But, you know, hey, that's why they get shot and stabbed and stuff because, you know, 
they think they, you know, invincible. But anyway, not right. to promote any type of violence. But you Bi- know, like, violence. Violence. these niggas, yeah. they, they be tripping. Because um, it could have went that way if I was carrying. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have thought twice about it. I'm honest with you. Like, I would have never thought twice right. about it. Right, you know I mean? right. So, yeah, I mean, the creator let it all happen, you know, the way it happened for a reason. But, True. Um, I, I want to discuss for a second. DJ Chill, are you still there? We have a caller on the line. We need that caller unmuted. DJ Chill, we have two callers on the line. We need to unmute the first one. Can't wait to hear from you. Caller, you are welcome to On Point Radio. You are on air. What are we speaking with? Yeah, peace and power. Peace and power. I'm in the building. Peace and power, King. What's going on? Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing. No. So my, my, my next question, for after you finish speaking, my next question is going to be directed to you since, you know, DJ Chill is missing in action and you just came on. But go ahead. Yeah, you know, peace and power. Peace and power. Right. You know what I mean? That situation, you know, I say it any time, every time. Any man that forcefully puts his hands on a woman is a sucker. Right. You know what I mean? You know, and any man that stood around and let that happen is a sucker. But to the topic at hand, you know, <laughs> we don't speak. We don't ne- we, we've never, you know, the whole thing was, they was trying to break off from speaking the Queen's English. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what. That's why the, the English language is broken. Period. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. The entire yeah, language as, is as, broken. As we, as we said it, absolutely. Right. You, know, you know, like y'all said, because if you think about it, everything, they, they just wanted to be defiant and misspell words and make it their own. But that's how that's how they do it. But I'm ready for the question. All right. So, um, I, I, uh, one of the other reasons I started ghetto English is because upon you know searching for knowledge itself and um, and and acquiring you know the, the history of my peoples and and other peoples. Um, I came across the word, you know, and being a teacher, the word phonetic. Now, in your words, how would you define phonetic spelling or phonetic speaking? Oh, okay. Is, is this your pronunci- yeah, it's, it's the pronunciation of the word. Am I correct? The phonetic spelling, you want to you do the proper spelling and you want to sound it, you want to sound it out. Well, mm-hmm. it, 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 you spell the word exactly how it sounds. So right. Philadelphia would be spelled with an F, not a P, not a T-H. Right. You see what I mean? Right. So, so nice. what I found out is that Africans or Alkabulians, because Africa is named after Africanus, and we know that the original name of Africa was Alkabulan before it, too, was renamed. Um mm-hmm after a white man named Africanus. Um, they want to say that's untrue, but whatever. Um, so I, I learned that even, you know, the Africans or Alkabulians would spell phonetically. And that is why I started spelling, <clears throat> excuse me, phonetically. So when you see self, S-E-L-P-H, I purposely did that 
as a slap in the face to them. Meaning, how do you want to spell Philadelphia with a PH, but spell self with an F at the end? Well, guess what? I'm from Philly. You spell Philly with a PH, and I know it's spell, you spell self with an F, so I'm going to defy your language and spell it the way I want to spell it and keep it Philly. Mm-hmm. Nice. So that is where the phonetic spelling comes in on, on, on point apparel. When we spell, people say, why are you going to spell that uh, incorrectly? People want to think you're dumb or something. Letter. Letter. And then we can have an open dialogue and conversation and they can see how dumb I, I'm not. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's, 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 a, it's actually a, a string. Um, phonetic, phonic, mm-hmm. phonetic, and uh, what's the other one? Uh, Oh, phonetics, phonics, and uh, it's going to come to me in a minute. But it's, it's a string. It's three of them. Um, oh, I know what you mean. Um, like for the the when it was derived, like initially. Um, no, it, it stems from um, phonetic as well. Uh, oh, okay. And it's, it's going to come to me. It's going to come to me. But um, yeah, it, it's like why why and then. Even the word phonetic stems from Greek. Mm-hmm. It is a Greek. You know what I mean? It, it stems from a Greek background. So A lot of our language is Latin and Greek, yeah. Right. So, so again, how is any language proper unless, as you said, is to use as separatism of class? Mm-hmm. Right. Because you speak ignorantly, you're in the bottom, you know, the low class. Mm-hmm. Because you speak proper and intelligently yeah. in the upper class. Right. Nigga, please. Right. Nigga, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> so, Love you it. know, um, I, I really I really want people to think about this because, no, I'm not sitting here telling people or advocating for ignorance. Right. I'm not saying go out here, sound dumb, talk dumb, speak dumb. You know, I, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying Sound dumb, speak dumb, talk dumb, as long as you know how to say it correctly. Because we know when you don't. We right. know when somebody really means scrunch. We know. We can tell. You know what I'm saying? So all I'm saying is, like DJ Chill said earlier a little bit, you know, know how to turn it on and turn it off. No, it's a time and a place for everything. But don't do it as a sole purpose of trying to prove yourself Right. That's what we're not going to do. Yeah. You're going to do it to hold your head and say, I can do this with the best of them. Bring it. And understand that when you grab and grasp wanting to do it to educate yourself, that you don't lose yourself in it. Because these words that we have to learn in order to speak in the way that um, the English terms language was made for us to speak to decide what class was. Like some people, I know that some people in my family, when they started going to school, when they end up getting their master's and all of that, they were coming home speaking so different. Their personalities changed. Like they got so caught up into the English terminology and, and language that they ended up becoming an Englishman, a German person, an Anglo-Saxon. And people don't understand that the way you speak really does bring about a certain air about you. You know what I mean? So learn these words 
all you want and educate yourself, but don't lose who you are because you are still an individual. You are still a human. Brother stuff, I I was unmuted for a long time, man. It's brother. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, I unmuted you, bro. What's going on? First of all, you know, we got to be careful being Nicotians. You just said it right there and there. I mean, having the understanding of being comfortable with self, and that's pH on the end. How about that? Being comfortable with self and knowing who you are and knowing how to make a difference and being positive. You know me, uh, self. You know, I don't give a, you know, about anybody's opinion of me. So what? I'm going to be myself. And if you don't like me, so what? I'm going to live my day. I'm going to add up my day, and I'm not going to have any, you know, miss sleep. I think that this, 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 uh, this dialogue is very, very important because it's attacking people in a way that makes them feel uncomfortable. I'm very, very, very aware and very, very uh, proud of what you guys are doing. Um, we must continue to push uh, positive uh, images in our own communities. Mm-hmm. And I always tell, and I, I always say, and, you know, mostly every night on Damon that, you know, we, you know, charity starts at home, and we have to maintain. You don't tell me what you're doing unless your house is right. If your house ain't right, you can't talk to me at all. Um, and if you're not helping your neighbors, you know, and, and building communities, I don't want to be your neighbor. Can we commune? That's what the word root community is. And I always say that we, you know, through knowledge and understanding and this type of dialogue, like I said, I have a chance. To, to, to tune into you guys tonight, and I'm very proud that I got a chance to have the opportunity to be able to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to listen to a lot of different networks, but I love On Point. Um, for you guys to uh, have uh, this type of dialogue and love, love is, I always say that good love is uneasy. It makes you think about what you should be and how to better yourself. No, don't tell me how to talk. I, you know, I know how to, you know, I, you know we boardsmen, uh, so we were CEOs, man. We, do, we deal with people on a constant basis of all races every day. Mm-hmm. So if I want to lay back and say, you know, I want to just so-called uh, mix my verbs and adjectives, I'll do what I want. I know, I know what's going to make me money, and I know what's going to uh, uh, affect communities, and I know what's going to affect lives. So this is, this is, this is an outstanding uh, dialogue. No one should make you feel uncomfortable with your Self pH, and if they do, they don't matter anyway. I mean, just just, just block them out. You know, always make sure that you you are better tomorrow than you are right now on this radio. That's it. That's some good stuff. Okay. Oh, Have a good night, guys. Um, I agree with Brother O was saying as far as, um, you know, bringing communities together with regards to not just, you know, your vocabulary, but, you know, the way that you dialogue with one another. Um, In addition to, you know, our English language, I think that we should be very mindful of specific English words. And the power words should be, you know, the words that we continue to expel on our show as far as, um, self-confidence and security and knowing oneself. And when you go to the dictionary and you go to these English words and trying to figure out um, the meaning of them, just understand the meaning of the basics first. And 
for people who have children, I think that the English terminology, the English words, the English vocabulary is imperative that you learn because this is what they are teaching our kids in these schools, in these systems. And when they come home and they are talking like a certain way, you need to understand what it is that they're being taught, and you also need to understand what you need to teach them. And in understanding both of those, you have to continue to educate yourself in the English um, vocabulary, unfortunately. I mean, unfortunately, because we do speak English, broken, straight, um, slanted, vertical, it doesn't matter, we speak it. But I know that um, when my nieces, my nephews come home, whomever, when they bring that homework home, I want to look at what they're saying. I want to look at what they're reading, especially around African, um, I mean, Black History Month, when they are just putting certain things out there. So we got to continue to educate ourselves for our youth as well, not just for ourselves, but if we're going to have kids and these children out here, some of these kids are smarter than adults, because, or they think they are, because of what they're being taught in schools. So it's always, we always got extra homework to do. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? I, I <laughs> well, definitely let, let am me, a fifth me, grader. <laughs> let me tell you this. I absolutely agree with you. In fact, I tell my children, um, I, I, when I walk in the classroom, I walk in the classroom armed with two books. One of them is Lies My Teacher Told Me. Mm, and the that's other a one, good one. And the other one is Lies Across America, written by the same author where he talks about the landmarks that we learned the history about and the lies behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, same author talks about all the lies we're taught in the classroom. Um, when my children have detention with me, I don't care what's against the law, what they call capital punishment, I give them a dictionary and make them start from A and start writing mm-hmm. to the point where they hate coming to detention with me. This is what I would do. But, you know, when, when somebody would ask me why I have them doing that, it's, it's a waste of time. I say, no, it's not. It's use of words. Right. They need to know them. Malcolm X read the dictionary in prison. Hurricane read the dictionary in prison. Um, some people actually teach their children or have their children learn the words in the dictionary for whatever reasons they do. It's not a waste of time. No, you know not what at I'm all. Saying? So, so um, I absolutely agree with you. I tell my children, I want you to go learn that watered-down education. Come back, tell me what you learned, and then I'm going to give you the other side because I was always told it's not what we teach you, it's what we're not teaching you. Well, that's right. what I, I say. People, uh, it was told to me is it's not what we're telling you, is what we're not telling you. But I use that in the classroom as it's not what we're teaching you, is what we're not teaching you. That's what you want to go research and study because that's where the truth lies. You know what I mean? So I absolutely agree with you. Arm yourself with that watered-down, you know, education just so you mm-hmm. can get through their scam system. Right. And then once you're through that scam system, you ain't got to worry about them no more. Now you know how to work. there. And you know how that go. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Now you can work in both worlds. Right. I mean, both worlds now. and as adults, sometimes it's hard for us to really overstand the the English language because there are so many exceptions to rules and when you get into different um, studies in psychology this thing may mean one thing assimilation means one thing and then in uh, math assimilation means another so understanding the different parts is good especially for kids who I like we've talked about before it's the left and the right side of the brain and and for myself when I was growing up I wasn't good at math and like you said self when you were growing up 
you did poetry, and it was a way to express yourself because for some reason to me, I could write better and I could get my point across better if I was rhyming or doing some type of spoken word as opposed to when I actually spoke out of my mouth. Um, <clears throat> and I really do believe that that was those X's and those things that they were crossing out when I was a young kid that made me feel like what I put down on paper wasn't adequate enough to speak it out of my mouth because I had all these red marks on it. And I remember at one point it was actually um, against school regulation to ex- even uh, mark with the red pen anymore because they overstood how that made kids feel um, right. less or didn't, they weren't grasping it. it. It just felt like punishment as opposed to what I have to learn. So I said that because I was that kid that came home with so many X's and O's and instead of my mom trying to teach me in a way that I may have understood if it came from her mouth or my father, I still I had to learn what X's and O's with red pen. And it was hard for me um, because I wasn't understanding it in the way that they taught it. They can only teach me in the way that they understand it, but we all learn different ways. So right. for the longest time, it was really hard for me. I almost wanted to be like Maya Angelou and just be mute for a couple years and just breathe and come back like, okay, I'm ready for you now because I was tired of the red marks. So um, just to put that out there for any of you who are listening who have children, to educate them when they come home, understand what their level of understanding is when it comes to this scholastic, because these schools are, are set up as a, a five-course um, five five curriculum. It's not about um, peer mediation. It's not about artistic arts anymore. It's all about your this upper-class language, and the upper-class language is going to dictate your child's future because – they are writing notes to the side to say, oh, this child has an issue with there, there, and there. You know what I mean? And those things are a little intricate. Um, so, you know, spend time with your kids, and it will really build our community as which we are trying to do through our on-point radio station. Say, bring them home and make them write words out of the dictionary because it, it, it remains. It, you retain it. In school, we got so many things going on in our head. If we're not writing it down, sometimes as soon as I leave out of that door after 100 tests, question test, I will forget it right then and there because I wasn't writing it down. I'm just filling in the blank. So let your kids come home and on the weekend before they go out and play or sit in front of the television, make them write down 20 words, make them write down 50 words and or 10 words and, and use it in a sentence throughout the day and recall it back to you and remind them what this word meant because that's how I really busted my vocabulary by the I have a dictionary on my phone and every day it gives me a new word. And I'll be feeling so crazy. I'm like, I have to use this word today. Like, Somebody say something about pulchritudinous or something, you know, just to, and it makes you feel, it doesn't make you feel good, but it makes you feel good because you are um, learning yourself. You are learning more things. And it, it just, you know, it, it's a good feeling to, to learn, period, because at one point we couldn't, and we just had to go through experience, and now we can go through experience, and we can also teach ourselves. Um, I'm so, a, yeah. I'm going to read something to you, and mm-hmm. because you just said that, about the children. This is my daughter, my 10-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, good night, baby girl, daddy loves you. And she said, love you too. And she spelled the T-O. And she said, good night. And I put it, dot, 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 <laughs> open quote, T-O-O, close quote, or end quote. Right. And yeah. I put in parentheses, meaning also. So mm-hmm. what I was doing is reminded her, you can go to fifth grade. Mm-hmm. You can't forget this because you know what they say, over the summer you start to lose some of all you learned through the year. Right. And and my knowing that, I'm not going to allow her to lose any of it. Right. 
You see what I'm saying? So I have to correct her every time. You know, so, um, but, but you know what my favorite one is? My favorite one is when a child writes a B for dog when it should be a D, and then they want to label them dyslexic. Right. Well, nigga, y'all the ones made them damn letters look so much alike. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all, com- y'all want to confuse the child. You want to tell them is a number two with CWO. Uh, just a regular CO, and then I also to with CO. Like, right. come on, right? They're right. Confusing the children already, and then confusing you know the mean? parents because when the when the kids come home, and I want people to understand this because, like I said, I was that kid, and dyslexia is a thing. You know what I mean? And but it can be um, changed. It can be evolved into something better because you know, of somebody telling you in a right way, not in an aggressive manner telling me, which you don't know this, no, because if I did, I would have written it the right way so I didn't have to be chastised for not knowing it. Let's just be clear. So, you know, in those instances, like you said, you corrected your daughter too, or, you know, I love you also. I do that to my sister all the time, and now it kind of bothers me because she's 10, and she's, she might check in me like, no, Tiana, that's, that's not the way you use it, and I love it. Before, you know, when the child used to correct an adult, that wasn't right. But sometimes we gotta be okay with that, and you know, just redirect them. Like, okay, you got that, and you know, tell me something else. Sometimes we're just so afraid of, you know, the things that we don't understand. You know, kids coming home asking, asking what this, that, or the third is. If you can't help your child in school, then you can't help your child. If she's there going home and their education is a lot further than yours. And then you getting angry and telling that child, don't talk to me that kind of way. I'm the ch- mother. I bought you in this world. I could take you out. You're right. You're going to take me out, all right? <laughs> right. Well, you know, that, 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 that's because we had a notion. Some things are meant to change and evolve, and then some things should stay the same. Sure. You know, I do still believe a child is supposed to be, you know, silent, spoken, uh, silent until spoken to. Right. You know what I mean? Don't speak until spoken to. I still believe that. Because kids say the damnest things, they say whatever come out their mouth, and you don't know what the hell gonna come at them. Come out their mouth. So mm-hmm. you be quiet until we ask you something. I still believe in that. However, what I think people had to evolve and learn is you can also learn from children. Mm-hmm. You know, see that was the thing where adults were supposed to know everything, and now <laughs> the the education changes so rapidly and so often. It's hard for an adult to know everything. You see what I'm saying? There's a, a mathemat there's a mathematic equation called lattice, multiplication. Mm-hmm. And it's called lattice. And I I had to teach myself that when I had a fourth grade class on my lunch break. I never saw lattice. I didn't have lattice in college. But it was in this book. I couldn't stand in front of that class and tell them I don't know, or I did tell them I didn't know how to do it, and I told them I taught taught myself during my lunch break just to let them know I don't know everything. Right. But what I wasn't going to do is refrain from teaching it to them because I didn't know, because I knew that was going to show up on the test. You see what I'm saying? So they had to learn it. So in order for them to learn it, I had to learn it. So we as adults got to also understand we can learn from our children. And when they're telling us how to spell a word or say a word, instead of, you know, like my mom would always say, and she still says sometimes, I thank God for giving me a son like you. 
You know what I mean? To, mm-hmm. to help me. To help me. Because I don't always, you know, understand everything. Right. You know what I mean? And that's right. cool because she's okay with learning from me. And she's okay with not knowing everything. And I love her for that because that's where I learn it from. And that's another way you stay humble. By not realizing you don't know everything. That's why, I'm sorry, self, I agree and don't agree with, you know, um, speak when spoken to and, you know, all of those things when it comes to a child because sometimes you can really put a child's light out by not allowing them to be so you know, as boisterous as they can be. You know, I think that it's teachings and everything. So if your child is smart, like my cousin, she used to correct. She was really that smart to where she was correcting us with a lot of things. But initially it used to make me feel some type of way. But if I actually listened to her, I would have, you know, probably gone a lot further earlier than later because before you became an adult, you were a child. And the only reason why you know as much as you know is because of the process from a child, adolescent into adulthood. You couldn't just be an adult and I learned all these things. All these, they all came from a process. That's why it is okay to be a babe and listen to a babe because they are the ones that have l- less um, b- blockers and less things that are biased and less things that are um, um, commercialized because sometimes they're a little bit more, uh, what are they called, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Innocent, that's the word I'm looking for. So I agree with you to an extent, but I also agree with learning how to control um, a child who is outspoken with their language and wants to be that that child to say, no, you say it this way, you know, and you don't get mad. You just say, well, listen, I'm an adult. I'm going to research it or however you want to say it. But I think dimming their light in regards to them speaking, because I used to ask so many questions. I was that why child. I was like, why? What does that mean? This, that, and the third. And adults just got in such a way that um, they were so right at all times and kids couldn't ask questions to where they kind of crippled their own selves. They kind of just went with this English vocabulary and they spoke it because their mom said the same thing to them when they were young, like, don't ask me no questions. Just listen to what I say. You know what I mean? But, okay, I'm listening to you, but do you want me to understand it? Because after that, you're getting mad because I'm doing this, that, and the third. But what you said to me, I didn't understand because you didn't want me to ask questions. So everything has a ripple effect. So I agree to an extent. If a child is being mischievous or they're trying to be unruly and all of those things, yes, check them from the door. But if it's a child just, you know, having that personality that's outspoken, embrace that because you never know what light you're dimming in that child because it it dimmed me for a minute until I became an adult. And it was like, listen, I can't be restrained anymore. Like, people cannot keep telling me I can't talk any kind of way because <laughs> I used to talk any kind of way. I would make up words. I didn't know. They'd be like, Tiana, what does that mean? That doesn't even – that sounds good, but, like, that doesn't even sound right. I'm like, why doesn't it sound right? You know, so I enjoy it. And my youth love it, too. Now, wait a minute. I well, think hey, we're. Um, I, think we, I think we have um, the other host on the line too. I'm not sure. Hold on. I, I, think, I, I, think, I think we're. Um, I, I, I think we're on two different pages right there. Um, okay. I'm saying speak when spoken to, not in an academic manner, but just a child, just you know, and grown in conversation. Right. I agree. Right. You know, okay. get out my face. Uh, what is that? What, what, how the saying goes? Stay in the child's face and out my face. Yes. Yes. 
You know what I mean? That type thing, yeah. But um, okay. DJ Chip, you said somebody on the line? Get off the mic before you get too hyped. Hey. Y'all want me to say? Hello. Hello. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Yes. Hey, What's hey. What's going on, Wanda J? What's the deal? Nah. All right, all right. I've been listening. I, I was watching y'all, you know, listen, you know, talk for a while. So uh-huh. I was kind of waiting until y'all got finished or whatever. <laughs> but, um, uh, well, yeah. That's all Well, my thing is it starts with the parents, you know. Um, when a child is hearing the parent talking slang and ebonics and stuff like that, it kind of confuses them, I think. Um, then they say that they grow up learning that stuff and they understand that better than they do the English language. So we have to kind of, okay, it's okay to talk slang. I mean, we ain't going to always talk straight all the time, but, you know, try to, especially when you got kids that's still in school, high school, or I'm going to say elementary, especially because you got to kind of really, you know, kind of wean them into talking proper English, you know, pronunciating the words and articulating the words, you know what I mean? And you don't see that too much in the black family anymore. It's always, you walk in a family house, it's like, yeah, what's up? Yeah, I'm saying, though, they don't hear people talking and articulating, you know, to them the whole time. You got to have conversation with your kids. Eventually, if they see you doing it, they're going to pick it up and they're going to do it. And then they're going to oh, start yeah, talking yeah. proper. But here's another point. Let's just say they do start talking, you know, proper and everything. Then you got these crazy kids in school that want to tease them because they sound a little proper. Oh, you sound like a nerd or you sound like you white or, you know, why you sound like that? You know, and it's nothing wrong with that because when they get older and they out in the streets trying to find a job, it's the one that has the articulate sound you know, the proper sound is going to be the one that get a job before the ones that are sitting there like, yeah, I'm saying, though. So I think it starts at home mm-hmm. along with the teaching that's in school. But we got to be the ones to be, like, forcing, you know, them to be that way at the same time. Like you were saying earlier with the dictionary. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Pound the words into them so they can learn. Right. You know what I mean? And just start going over some of the words. You know, use some big words every now and then and say, do you know what I just said? Do you know what that means? You don't know what it means? Okay, go look it up in the dictionary. Because there was plenty of times my mom used to say that to me, and I'm like, well, how am I going to look up something in the dictionary? I don't even know how to spell it. (laughs) (laughs) And she would be like, well, you're going to learn today. You found it out. And I'm like, wow. You know, because in the dictionary, sure enough, it tells you how to say it. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, and it breaks it down. So if you get it close, you know, you already got it. You'll find it. <laughs> Read no, me and tell me what it says. But yep. here's the thing, Wanda Dre, here's the thing. Let's say your mom told you to go find Philadelphia in the dictionary. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to look at? Okay, that's the thing. But that comes underneath schooling, too, if you're paying attention at the same time. Because, yes, Philadelphia do sound like it would start with an F. <laughs> but, you know, at that point, if, if you're paying attention in school, you would know it at least starts with a P. <laughs> well, see, I but, asked that for a reason. Because mm-hmm. 
you said, you know, if you look it up, it's sure enough break it down. It don't break it down until you find the word. Then it will spell it phonetically in parentheses or something for you. You know what I mean? But it initially don't break it down for you. So you on your own until you actually figure it out. Now, there are some words, like if you look up the word cat, mm-hmm. you know, a child might look under K because they're told, you know, that K makes the cuss sound. They're not going to find it under there. Then when they look under the C, they're going to see in parentheses the K. That's stupid. Well, I you think that saying? at least at that point, if you help them out and say, hey, look up Philadelphia, but I'm going to give you a hint, it starts with a P. You know what I'm saying? Then they can at least start from there, you know, and then yeah. you'd be like, sound it out. No, let's start from the um, states in America first. We just going to, we just going to let them know that um, Philadelphia. Oh no, that's Pennsylvania. I'm sorry, we can't start with the states. My bad. I'll take that back. To say to say what you to elaborate on what you said, Wonder Dre. I kind of agree with you, mm-hmm. in the sense, but you right. have to overstay. Some of our parents. All right, as far as the conversation. You're right to a to a degree because if the if the parent isn't that educated, then they're going to walk around with it. First of all, I'm sorry. Let me backtrack. Because how dare you? You can walk in white people home and they go, "Yo, bro, what's what's going on, dude? What's up, dude?" They do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? But uh-huh. they just know how to turn it on and turn it off. Whereas though, you know, um, when they go to work or they go for an interview. They know how to speak. Now, that's the part where I think we need to work on our children at home. See, it all starts at home. Let's be honest. Everything starts at home. But the reality is sometimes home don't know. Like if a a parent never had algebra, how are they going to teach their child algebra? You know, punctuation, I hate to this day. I can't stand punctuation. (laughs) Yeah. Comments are my worst nightmare and my enemy forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. it, it, sometimes even home don't really have the answer. So you can, I, I agree, you tell them as much as you can tell them and teach them when it comes, when it comes to home. And you it's about I mean? building confidence. You know, in addition to English and understanding that some things are not always understood, you got to build confidence in your kids. You got to let them know what standards are set in your household because it's home first. So when we go outside, you know, have pride in in your speech, you know, and it's not don't tell them you speak in white, you speak in black because that they really think that there is a white way to talk and a black way to talk, you know what I mean, and it's not. So, you know, you could be an African, you could be black and speak it and speak proper. It's just called, you know, it's, it's just called a proper English or, you know, a basic white-collar, blue-collar um, English. So I think that, you know, when my sister walks outside, and this was taught to her, my nieces and my nephews, young, and sometimes my sisters get bothered because I allow them to be who they are at home because I know who they are. And that's one thing that some parents don't know who their kids are, so they automatically chastise them for specific things, specific personalities that they have. And it breaks them down. So when you're home, it goes to, like, you know, just spending time with your family. Um, when you're home with your kids and understanding who they are, their personalities, allow them to embrace that and also teach them what happens behind closed doors. You know, when you go out in public, people look at you a certain way, and they're automatically going to target you because of certain things. 
but I want you to be mindful of who you are. I want you to be proud of who you are, and I want you to also let them know, or not let them know, but be aware in your, of yourself that you can be a chameleon and you can talk to whomever, whenever, however. It's all about timing and, and place for things. So well, You know um, what? Uh, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. One thing I wanted to say real quick, man. Yeah, it's you. Um, you got to look at how kids are created now. They're more intelligent than the parents ever would be at times. Mm-hmm. And the knowledge that they have at a younger age and how their brains are like sponges and they just develop things. They just have to just go on and get information from other highly intelligent young bucks. They just turn the hell up, and then the parents, they just don't like to be taught by mm-hmm. the child or even spoken to with words that the parents look like they're disturbed. Like, wait a minute, what did, they, what did, that, what, what did he just call me? <laughs> and they're probably speaking proper English, using edified words that make the parent look in the dictionary and say, you know what, I didn't know it was that deep. And they just don't like it. They just feel awkward because now they see that the child, maybe two years old, maybe whatever years old, is more intelligent than the damn parent. And some parents can't handle that at all. Some of them, they accept it because they know, you know, where they came from. But some of them, they feel as though they want to keep their child in check. Oh, hell no. They ain't going to talk to me like that. And that's where it becomes a problem. Because mm-hmm. now everybody becomes stagnated. Like, no, 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 you're not going to do that. But then when a child is actually winning an award at the school, now they want to be their best friend. Like, oh, that's my child. Get the hell out of right. here. Right. You wasn't saying that before when the child was saying, sort of, uh, you, you, you appreciate it then. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at things a little bit different. Well, you okay. know what? Going back to what she was saying, it, it's not the the parent that would be the one to persuade the child that it's proper English, or I mean that it's um, you're speaking like you're a nerd, or you're speaking that you mm-hmm. wait. It's the children that's in school that are doing that. You know what I mean? Because they get teased for stuff like that. You know, oh, you you talking like a nerd, or you sound like a white girl or a white boy, and it and it's just proper English. Wonder Dre, it's unfortunate that some parents are the ones, if they are the ones who are speaking the way that you said, you know, the way that we need to also be mindful of the way that we speak in front of our children because we know how to turn it on and off, but they don't assimilate the turn on and turn off. I've Mm -hmm. seen many people, I mean, unfortunately, a few of them have been my friends that have children that come home and are considered nerds. They, They talk to their child like, why are you talking like that? Like, why, you know, why you want to read a book? Why do we got to go to the library? Why do we have to go to the pet store? Like, that's the, what he wants to do, Tiana. He wants to play out. He wants to go to the library for for a trip. And I'm like, what's wrong with that? And they're like, oh, T, you so corny. Like, you take him. That, that's your child. And I'm like, that's not fair. And to hear that, like, we go into this whole conversation because I'm like, you got to stop doing it. You taking away the goodness of your child. So sometimes right. it, it, it is from school. And sometimes it's from home, too, unfortunately. Like, to hear that, it is sad to know that a parent is calling their child a nerd. Like, okay, that's and then when they call them bad, yeah, that's, that's exactly crazy. what you hear, and that's that's crazy. You're right. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I know for my daughters, 
when I take them down north, you know, they would always be like, they sound so proper. They sound white, you know, and this is family members. So it ain't always at school. You know what I mean? Family the same way, especially you from North Philly where I'm from, you're supposed to be a hood. You know what I mean? You're supposed to wear that as a badge badge of honor. You're supposed Mm -hmm. to speak ignorantly. You're supposed to, you know, um, mispronounce words. You know what I mean? So because my children know how to enunciate, you know, and because they speak the way they speak, you know, because I don't teach them to talk white to speak white. I teach them to to know how to speak. You know what I mean? And it ain't about learning how to speak properly. It's about knowing how to speak. You know what I mean? What to say and how to say it. You know what I mean? So that you don't sound ignorant or dumb. You know what I mean? But um, I'm going to play this track right here. As we come to a close of the show, I'm going to play this track. And um, this is one of my favorite artists, Papoose. You might, people might know him as Remy Ma's husband. But before mm-hmm. Remy Ma, Papoose was one of the illest MCs in the game. And this is mm-hmm. called Alphabetical Slaughter. Slaughter, he goes from A to Z. Um, mm-hmm. and, and this is important to me because when I was with the group Bent Mars, we went to New York and performed, and um, we had a show where it is within this place where Big Daddy Kane was performing. And um, it was called The Flamingo. And um, it is interesting because when we were in the hotel, one of the boys came up, you know, who was the promoter for the show. And he was like, oh, y'all MCs, huh? He said, all right, well, this is what we're going to do. He said, I'm going to pick up something. And anything I pick up, you're going to incorporate in your rhyme. So mm. he would pick up a pillow. And we had to go right off the top with the pillow. He'd point at the window. We got we to gotta incorporate, incorporate the window. We, it, it hold up a, a, a book. We got to bring it. We got to rap about the book. Like, and now, that's called MCs. And and that's what he does with the alphabet and the alphabetical slaughter. And then he has a part two where he goes from Z to A. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This was the type of brainchild that, that Papoose was early in the game. When mm-hmm. cats, and a lot of people don't even know who Papoose is, you know. Nope. But this was lyricism and this was this was hip hop and this was 
and seeing, not just rap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, this is this is what this is about, man. It's not really about because as I don't know what the you heard us. The English language really is, is is a noun factor. There's no such thing as proper English because it's all broken. If it's not mm-hmm. spoken the way they're speaking it, where it originates, then it's just their adaptation of what they want to make it to be. You know what I mean? So that they can single out folks. That's what it really does. It singles out folks. You know what I mean? But um, I, I get it. You know, you still have to learn it, especially if you want that diploma or you want that degree. You have right. to, you know, conform to their rules and their studies, you know. Um, so at the end of the day, people out there in Radio Land, I just want you all to know, don't walk around sounding ignorant. Don't wear ghetto as a badge of honor. Wear it as a sign of hope. Where this is every everywhere has a ghetto and a slum. Is the hope to rise above it is what a lot of people who are successful um hold on to to get out of it. Instead of stay stagnant within it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So learn the watered down education. Get it. Don't matter. Then at least your arm when you need it. So you talk and you speak how you speak, you know, around your peoples, and you talk how you talk when you're in a, a facility with, you know, the quote-unquote elite. Mm-hmm. But, you know, know when to use it and how to use it. That's the bottom line. But more importantly, know the history of it. So when you do speak a certain way and somebody try and check you, now you can break it down to them. And it's sense to make them say, well, oh, all right, now I get why you're saying it. I get why you do it. That's what I do. I like yeah. the argument and debate. So I'm going to say something dumb as shit anyway. So you can correct me, and then I can give you the reason why I said it and did it. And you'll see why I did what I did or said what I said. So, you know, that being said, man, um, if you want to be a part of this on-point movement, I know I'm late as hell with the call, with the following. I mean, if you want to be part of this on-point movement, Know that On Point is an attitude, a mindset, and a movement. Get get at us on Facebook, On Point Enterprises, On Point, one word, O-N-P-O-I-N-T, Enterprises, E-N-T-E-R-P-R-I-Z-I-Z. Um, Instagram, team underscore On Point 215. Again, Instagram is team underscore On Point 215. Twitter is at team On Point. Again, Twitter is at team On Point. Uh, you can email us any of your comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics you want to hear us discuss. Shoot us an email on point215 at gmail.com. Again, on point215 at gmail.com. Uh, you can also give us a call directly or text us directly at 267 417 ONPT. That's on point. 267 417 6678. Or you can go to our website, on com. Again, on point two one five dot w e e b l y dot com. Um, I won't be playing outro music tonight. So what I want to do is go around the table one more again with anybody who have any last words, and then from there, you know, DJ Chiller take us out. All right, this lady T. My last words is going to come from that alphabet slaughter that we just got from Tattoo. And I'm going to say, intellectually infinite imperial idol, infamous in hell the isms, injecting intelligence and ignorance. Get a dictionary. 
and read a book. Hmm. And that's it. Wow. I can't touch that one. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> that's it all right there. I was like, wow. <laughs> Okay, you ain't gonna make me look stupid. <laughs> nah, don't do that one, Don't do crazy. That was kind of smooth. I like that. <laughs> I- I'm gonna say right on. Right on, right on. That's right. I love you, Jay. <laughs> right on. Um, I don't know. These people, you know, don't, don't, don't fall short, like. If your if your children is growing up to be a living sentence to create major paragraphs that might become a damn story, let it happen. Don't hold them back, because all you're gonna do is let the next man turn up and change the whole game, and then you're gonna be mad at yourself, because all of a sudden now you're gonna be happy about somebody else's child when your child has a damn opportunity and the chance to be what the hell they want to be. But you won't allow them to be what they want to be because you don't like what they're saying out their mouth because they're too intelligent. Don't fall short. Let them evolve. And at the same time, if you don't know how to learn, learn how to learn. If not, <laughs> if not you will get burned. I ain't going to hold you. Say that. All right. So, you know, with first and foremost, I want to say, you know what I mean, this brought, it was a great topic to bring to the table and to <clears throat> help us understand, you know, how, how things are perceived as far as the language that you speak. But see, uh, you know, in closing, I just want to say, you know, whether you speak broken English, broken Spanish, proper English, proper Spanish, whatever language you speak properly or brokenly, confidence is something that you need to own, and you can always grow. So if you want to educate yourself, educate yourself with a PH, you know, trying to be funny there, but educate yourself. You're never too old to learn, but it's what you learn that defines who you are. Wow. On that note, all I'm going to say is gain knowledge yourself. Learn the difference between history and his story. Pay attention. Be observant. You know what I mean? And the most important and critical thing I want everybody to walk away with tonight is this. The way that the European conquered and destroyed and the way that Sun Tzu summed it up in the Art of War, the book, The Art of War, is know your enemy. You have to know your enemy to defeat your enemy. So if that means you have to learn his language, in order to use it against him, so shall it be. But that's the only way you're going to defeat him. Not by conforming and joining in. You're only making him stronger. Learn it and use it against him to defeat him. That's all I'm going to say. Right. Right. That was a good show. DJ Chill.
the topic. Do they chill? You want to point, my brother? Shoot, you already know. Yeah. I'm on point. 